What song do you want to hear, Dan? Beer! 1500 ESPN's Beer Show is on the air. Presented in part by Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores, and Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Now, alongside Mike Fratelloni, here's Chris Reavers. That's right. It's Thursday night. It's Beer Show Night here on 1500 ESPN. As always, you can find us online at 1500ESPN.com and also available on Podcast One. Live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, my name is Chris Reavers. Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harbor and Garden Stores. He'll be back with us again next week. But filling in is my good pal, Ben Quam from Bent Paddle. How are you, sir? I am doing incredible, sir. And yourself? Oh, I... It's Thursday night, please. This is my favorite <laughs> night of the week. Uh, Manny Hill also here guiding us uh, through this next hour. What up, Manny? What's going on, Ben? How it's, are you? It's going to be man. an awesome show tonight. I'm really excited. Um, I'm also excited. I just got a text from my wife that it's not snowing yet out by me. So hopefully <laughs> everybody will just calm down. I can. We can all get home in a reasonable time tonight. But It's um, not time for Snowpocalypse 18. Well, I, we were just talking about this in the green room beforehand. And, you know, everybody, Manny, was asking me about my sweet dope. Uh, retro San Diego Padres hat, and I was talking about being in San Diego, and here's the thing. There are... Ben, you know me very fairly well. I do. Um, I have kind of a list of things, because I'm very frugal, as we like to say. <laughs> and uh, That's the nicest way to put it. And uh, so I have now added a thing to the list of biggest wastes of money, and I'll uh, Ooh, tell you... Please do. Traveling with young children <laughs> is a waste of money. Don't do it. Um, and it's... Again, my six-year-old son was great. He, he loved it. it as Everything was a, let's get on the plane. Let's do this. But the three-year-old wanted nothing to do with sitting still. And that's tough on a three-and-a-half-hour <laughs> flight. But we learned our lesson. All right, um, all right. Now, can I counter with something? So uh, I am an absolute loving uncle. I adore both of my nephews and my niece. They are magic, and I love playing with them. But I am... The opposite of frugal, I enjoy blowing money on really <laughs> dumb things, yep. and I would freely admit that if there were a kid-free plane that I would have to oh. pay 15 to 20% oh, more for, I, know. I would be all about it. And I felt <laughs> bad, because I'm usually that person, too, where I, I would prefer not to have it. And he wasn't really like loud, and he wasn't he just didn't want to sit still, yep. um, because that's just his nature. He, he never sits still. He's a child. Even when he's, even when he's sleeping, he doesn't like to sit still. So I did feel bad, and I apologize a number of times. But the reason I brought up San Diego is uh, Ryan, our buddy Ryan from Elevator, who will join us here next segment, had, had basically spent... A couple of years that I've known him touting the 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 craft beer scene out in that part of the That's country, ridiculous. and he did not disappoint. I mean, I didn't have the chance to go to many tap rooms just because I was with my family, but I did get the chance to sample various brews out that way. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. I mean, a few I've had, you know, the ones that that circulate here, the Ballast Points of the World, the Stone. So I had a few of those, but there are others that are just incredible. Yeah. Uh, did you celebrate with uh, a little bit of Green Flash before they're no longer around here? What? They're pulling back. Why? Yeah, uh, Green Flash and uh, Alpine are pulling out of, I think, 17 states. I, what, what's the reasoning? Um, I think, well, and Ryan could probably speak to this better than I can, but it really seems like... Saturation? Um, yeah, the trend was was to try and be a small brewery to grow and grow and grow and then immediately try and kind of take over. Okay. And the hyper-regionality and hyper-locality of people's beer tastes, are it, it's starting to get strong enough that it trumped it. Okay. And they're just not seeing as much. I mean, right here in Minnesota, Summit's doing the same thing too. They're they're pulling back in, and I think their new plan will be only states touching Minnesota. Okay. So it's uh, 
it's fascinating to watch this like ever changing amoeba of beer culture as it's literally as it's being affected by the consumers. So we're sort of dictating. It's like a choose your own adventure for beer in the country. And nobody really knows where this is going to go because we don't have an we don't have an accurate model for any of this. This okay. has never happened before. So the, obviously, I've, I mean, I've had Green Flash when it was here, so I had a little bit of that. And it was cool. The the one liquor store that I went to before uh, before I brought beer back to my hotel room um, allowed me to build my own six pack. So mm-hmm. I did a couple of those just because I said I want to try one of basically everything here in the in the yeah. five days that we're out here. So the guy that was there was great. He said, you're going to want to try this. He said, well, what what don't you get in Minnesota? And, and he put together an awesome six-pack of it. But here was the best part. Give it. So the hotel that we were staying at, um, the reason we picked it was because it did the free breakfast buffet for the kids, and it, it was really cool. But they also had in the uh, late afternoon from 5 to 7 – they had a free happy hour. Come on, every every day. Come on, and they would rotate different beers on the tap handles. And I thought, oh my god, this is fantastic! So shout out to the Homewood Inns and Suites by Hilton uh, for doing that every day. So the guy that was the the bartender there essentially was pointing me in the right direction. So it's just cool to have a little bit of guidance like that from people that are in that area that can kind of tell you uh, things to things to hit up. Looking at you, Minneapolis-St. Paul hotel scene. Let's uh, let's kick some of that off. I love that. But I thought about that. Like if you I, and I didn't even I did not know that that was a perk until I had checked in. Mm-hmm. Had I known that that would have been a destination if they were going to do that, but they they had no advertisement of that hmm. when I made the reservation. So it was Crazy. very very cool. Now I, I will say uh, as much as I want to say, looking at you, Minneapolis-St. Paul hotels, uh, there are some hotels that are doing things like that. Uh, it's actually kind of funny that you brought that up. Uh, on uh, March 14th, on Wednesday, March 14th, uh, we're doing a sampling with Bent Paddle Brewing at the Renaissance Hotel at the Depot. Oh, cool. Uh, in downtown. They invited us to come down, and just Wednesday night happens to be their busiest night in their hotel bar. And they said, do you want to come down? Well, they showed me this really nice sort of uh, setup that they have, like a mobile table. And they said, come on down and just pour some beers up for people and here's, have a good time with it. Here's why that's genius, because you have so many people that are – not from the area that are in town that, like me, they want a sample of the local flavor. What a mm-hmm. better opportunity to hit a market that otherwise you would not than to do it at a hotel when you're, hey, you want to try this for free? Absolutely, because I'm spending a buttload of money <laughs> when I'm traveling out of town. Yeah. So that's really smart. And you get a little bit of local flavor before you even leave the hotel. All right. So it is that time. We like to start off uh, or open the show every day to find out. Now on the Beer Show. Time to find out what's on tap. So John Height and I, the newsman, uh, we, we discovered this uh, earlier today when we were prepping before GL, and I think it was on, oh, it was on during the Olympics, and we saw an advertisement, I need your opinion, because I saved this for you, knowing <laughs> right. you would be in here, because not only are you a beer expert, you're also a whiskey expert. I do love the whiskey. So there, there is an advert, and I was completely unfamiliar with this, and I love me some whiskey too, but Jameson is coming out with what's called cask mates, or maybe mm-hmm. they've already been out, that are... It's basically the reverse of barrel aging in which they're taking whiskey mm-hmm. and put putting them in IPA barrels. Mm-hmm. Ha- a, have you had? And oh, B, yeah. I need to know more. Now, first of all, for everybody listening that's about to get all up in arms that he called me a whiskey expert, he is referring to the Malcolm Gladwell version of expert, which is if you've spent 10,000 hours or more practicing, <laughs> then you are therefore an right. expert. Right. So it's surely related to how much time I've spent with it, right. not necessarily due to my, my knowledge. Um but Jameson Caskmates is uh, an interesting product. It's been around for, I think, two years now. Uh, and the first round that they did was in stout barrels from a brewery in Ireland. And it really lented, uh, it lended um, sort of a maltier, sweeter side to it. 
and I actually really liked it as you know a little bit of a whiskey buddy. I thought it was pretty awesome to have it that way. Um, then what they did was they kind of started looking at how craft beer is really moving in America, and they started pairing up regionally with breweries. Oh, genius! So their next version of the stout barrels was with Fulton right here in, in oh, Minnesota, wow. and okay. they did they did Jameson rested in War and Peace barrels, and then Fulton did War and Peace rested in Jameson barrels, uh, and they released those two together fall slash winter of, of 2017. Okay. And now the IPA, if I remember right, this is going back to the uh, brewery that did the original stout version. This is their IPA, and now they're resting it in there. So in theory, I haven't had this one yet. I've actually just seen it po- popping up in bars in the last like week or two. Um, the theory is that this will add a little bit of um, bright green to it and maybe a little bit of a bitter note so it's not such a saccharine just sweet. in time for uh st patrick's day uh, st patrick's day yes and it's uh it's a green label so you know yeah. marketing well jameson's already worldly popular on mm-hmm. st patrick's day anyway but okay. um and so they're there i i think it's an interesting idea and, and this is like third hand story but it made they went through so much of it that it actually i think they bought the brewery that they were resting the beer in in ireland wow. because it, it just became that much of a, a financial um, good idea for them. So, so, th- so this has not only been well received, mm-hmm. but it's it's going to become a, a its own animal, basically, and, yep. and, and and its own division within the Jameson frame. And then past that, now, you know, as I, Jameson was not the first uh, spirit company to do something like that, but they're definitely the first to go as wide as they have with it. And now, instead of you know, there's a lot of things that have been aged in Sauterne or port barrels now. We're actually we're getting hit up all over Minnesota from other spirits companies that are coming in and trying to kind of do the same thing. Okay, so I think you're going to see this trend do nothing but grow because worldwide spirits are realizing that if they pair with something locally, they're going to see a bigger draw within their own community. And then if their spirit isn't getting into a certain bar, but they do a lot of craft beer, you could say, yeah, but this is made with that craft beer. And then you'll get your your spirit on. the. So you approve of this. I think it's really fun. I don't think it's a pass for it to always be good. Okay. But I think it's interesting. And I like the fact, again, going back to this choose your own adventure that we're doing with craft beer, I like the fact that it's making enough waves that that billion dollar companies are now knocking on doors of companies that were started here. So in if I go to Elevator and I get myself a bottle of the the Jameson Caskmate IPA or the Stout Edition, whatever, mm-hmm. am I drinking this alone on ice? Am I pairing it with something? Am I am I mixing it with something else? What would you advise? I like to pair it up to try and see. I mean, first, no matter what, and I say this if you're at a restaurant and you order food, before you season it, try it. Before you put something else in your mouth along with it, try it alone and just see how you feel about it. Okay. Try it neat, and then I would say either add a little bit of water or maybe one ice cube try it again and then what i like to do i haven't like i said i haven't t- tried the ipa but with the stout edition i've actually liked to try and find notes in stouts that i really like that are reflected by the whiskey and then it makes a more harmonious side by side huh so you get home at the end of the night you have one of these and one of these side by side and all of a sudden hey so don't take it and then pour a giant can of monster energy drink inside of it i would say don't do that <laughs> I would would say even if you just had an empty glass, don't do that. Well, I I think that this is genius, like you had mentioned, because it's going to appeal to another Mm wide-ranging audience of people that maybe are like me, that are basically strictly 
IPA and craft beer drinkers, and I I dabble into whiskey occasionally, but mm-hmm. only only once in a while. So, but I'll absolutely go and try this. Well, if you look at the ever ever growing um, bourbon numbers that we're having in the in the country, that means. It's not just all new whiskey drinkers. It's people that all used to drink other things that are replacing it with with American whiskey. So how do you, as a Irish company, break in? Well, pair up with something local and then make it work. I mean, it's it, sure the marketing side of it. I think is absolutely genius. Um, how it works and does it work with every brewery they work with? Eh, well, who knows? Remains to be seen. Either sure. way, it's fun. And it's really interesting. I like the original Stout Edition. I like more than regular Jameson. Okay, cool. Uh, his name is Ben Quam with Bent Paddle Brewing Company out of Duluth. My name is Chris Reavers. Mike Fredoloni will be back with us again next week. We are live inside of the TCL Broadcast Studios, and we're going to step aside for just a quick moment to come back with our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits for the weekly beer run. Do not touch that radio dial, folks. This is The Beer Show. This is The Beer Show. Let's go drink some beer. On 1500 ESPN. B-E-E-R-R-U-N, beer run. The only thing possibly more important than what beer you're drinking is where to get it from. It's Let's make a beer run with the guys from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As 1500 ESPN's Beer Show now continues. That's right. It's time for the weekly beer run right here on the Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. 1500ESPN.com. Ben Quam is here with us from Bent Paddle Brewery. Mike Fratellano will be back with us again next week. And we now welcome in our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. Located at Highway 55 and... 42nd Street in South Minneapolis and Highway 61 and <laughs> 4th Street in White Bear Lake. Ryan is here this evening. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Uh, before we get to the featured guests, uh, I know you always love feedback uh, from listeners of The Beer Show, and I forgot to share this with you the last time that you were in. Uh, oh, no. Tom emailed it. No, this is good. He says, Mr. Reavers, <laughs> which I thought he maybe was trying to send this to my dad. Dad? I finally had an opportunity to stop at an elevated for the first time over the weekend, specifically to pick up some Druckers that were featured on the beer. That one was that, like right yeah. after the new year? Yeah, about a month ago. Something like say. that. Uh, featured in last week's show. The Wiper Lake location is a bit hidden, but very findable now that I know where it is. The staff was phenomenal and pointed out where the available Druckers selection was. I opted for Ectogasm, which I think we touted on this show Absolutely, and I had, which yeah. was really, really it's good. Great. So uh, that is from Tom. In St. Uh, Tom and White Bear Lake. Excuse Perfect. Me. Thanks, Tom. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I do have to preface this by saying I think I shared this with these gentlemen that um, I feel so bad because I have yet to be at their location given the fact that it's about a six-second walk from our uh, radio station. <laughs> but I will say this. Um, when you guys came on this show, whenever it was, whenever the, 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 the craze of the New England-style IPA came out, I said, okay, First thing I'm doing tomorrow, I'm going to Elevated, and I'm going to get a bunch of different styles. The very first beer that was recommended to me by your staff at Elevated was the beer that you're holding in your hand right now. Yeah, and that's that's Local 755, their New England-style IPA. And I, I just found this out before I came on the show from our, our uh, general manager, Jim, who you guys are all familiar with over at the Minneapolis store. Local 755 from Blackstack Brewing, that's who we're here with tonight, is actually our number two best-selling craft beer at the Minneapolis store no way. to date in uh, 2018, which is quite an incredible feat. Holy That's amazing. Cow. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> so we've got we've got Bob Duvernois, a good friend of ours, uh, and, and we've got Murphy. Uh, Murphy's family owns the, the, the brewery itself, Blackstack Brewing, out of St. Paul, Minnesota. All right. Which one of you gentlemen is going to speak first? Bob. 
Bob, all right, take the mic. They both pointed at each other. I know they did. (laughs) That doesn't really work for the radio listener that much. All right, so Bob, first of all, uh, thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Um, But but I'm not blowing smoke. I mean, this is a really well-crafted beer that uh, obviously, as Ryan attested to, has been very well received. So congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, So was this kind of the 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 launching point of you guys uh, at Blackstack? I mean, how, how or how many beers had you guys put up before you guys came up with Local Seven Five Five? Well, we we kind of threw, um, well, I shouldn't say through, but we worked on a few styles of beers that we thought would be kind of overall crowd pleasers, but it all always came back to beers that we really liked ourselves. Sure. And, you know, the, the one thing that just kind of was a sticking point was the IPA, very bitter, uh, just a, like a, this different kind of beer until Murphy came back from Boston. And I'm talking about like two years ago with some beer styles from out there. And they were like really big eye openers for us. And we're like, okay, we got to find out what, what this is all about and go after this because it seemed like a really fun, really cool beer to get behind. So and there weren't any around. I'm curious because I personally am a fan of the New England style IPA. And I know that beer trends tend to come and tend to go, but you might have research that indicates otherwise. But I really think that this style of beer and that one in particular is going to have some serious staying power. I really do. Yeah, uh, I was kind of surprised about how people really went after it and and liked it. I mean, I like it myself, but I'm always biased about that. Sure. But, you know, I think Murph can speak better to a lot of what people are saying about it and this compared to other beers like this in general. So, Murph, do you concur? Oh, yeah, man. Uh, we've been loving them, and it's one of those things where – for us, it feels a little bit more approachable. We're we're not having the same bitterness. Um, there's a little bit more less, or a little bit less in the way of that. Um, and we've just been having a ton of fun in the way of all these new hop varietals that are coming out. Um, ton of funky, fruity stuff. A lot of stuff in the Southern Hemisphere that's just been yeah so stanky. And, like, <laughs> we're having a blast with it, man. Like, it, literally every time we get in a new batch of hops and, like, cutting that bag open, we're just, like, whoa like what is going on here like let's let's go after that so it's it's been a ton of that just very very soft like soft water water profile very late hopping we're we've pulled all of our bittering additions out for for the ipas it's all whirlpool and and after and We've been having a ton of fun with it. Well, it's kind of, you know, even just looking at the can, it just says it right on there, like hazy, juicy, soft, all three adjectives that have been applied to me at one time or another. But also, I mean, it's really indicative. So even somebody that might not understand the style per se can look at that, read that and go, oh, all right, I get that. Um, personal question for me, I've been fortunate enough as I'm cruising around the cities, uh, doing my job to see your beer popping up all over the place. But, um, is there a, like an ethos to what the brewery itself is? Like, is there something that, that you guys just said, this is what we want to be in our community or is it just making the best beer possible? Like where, where does the actual like Blackstack brewery, where does that come from? Um, well, it started like it's. It was all a family-run situation, and it, it all started from being very drinkable. We wanted The idea was, like, I want another one of those. And part of that was us finding these style of IPAs where it's you're not getting bombed out with the bitterness. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that 
fruity, juicy stuff is coming forward and being able to be like, all right, you know what? I'm digging this. It's not too much. I can have another one of those. And we're definitely going down the the routes of, of playing with a lot more flavors sure. and kind of getting weird with it. Um, not necessarily weird, but just having a lot more fun. Let's with, get weird. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely, man. We're, <laughs> we're having a blast. And it's, you know, we're... We're very much trying to stay in the, that vein of drinkable and that it's approachable and that it's not unsavory for anybody. Um, but also pushing those boundaries, like how much of this can we get in? Like how much of these hops can we fit in there without having that bitterness come through? And it's super fun. So much of that is like Bob's been doing this for a long time and just having him be able like, all, all these ideas coming together and then having him be able to fold that into to recipes and, and where we're coming from has been so cool. And we had this really uh, kind of eye-opening thing back kind of early on where people were saying, this is a really lazy beer way to make beer and everything lazy like that. Lazy haze, dude. And, and lazy we, haze. At the time, we had been putting so much work into like, how do we keep this beer hazy? You know, how do we keep this, you know, it was like such a frustration and everything like that and there was like no laziness about it at all as far as i'm concerned so we started joking around it's like i'm bringing my hammock in here i'm just kind of like laying a brewery in a hammock hammock beers now we call them hammock beers yeah it's like i'm just getting out of my hammock and i'm gonna go over there and i'm gonna put some hops in and then you know blow a bunch of cloudiness in there and all that kind of stuff and that's gonna it's gonna make this beer, you know. So Blackstack Brewing. We, is... we got inspired by the naysayers, who I always thought were like, you know, the most open-minded people out there. You know, everything you're making in beer is good, right? Except for all of a sudden, this style hit the hit the streets, and it's like that's ah, a lazy way to make no, beer. It <laughs> uh, Blackstack Brewing is the guest here in the beer show, courtesy of our friends from Elevated Beer, Wine, and Spirits. And what they do every week, folks, if you're unfamiliar, they do a very cool. Uh, beer of the week and beer of the month, and they do. But with the beer of the week, uh, they do tastings at both of their locations. It's a very cool opportunity for you to get to try uh, local beer uh, or national beer, whatever the case might be. But really good craft beer, and you get to do that for free. And uh, we'll mm-hmm. find out more about that in a second. But Ryan, I have a question for you. When Jim laid out uh, that specific information at your store, right. um, that the local seven five five from Blackstaff Brewery um, was the number one craft beer being sold. Uh, right now, did he mention that most of it was due to me uh, stepping in a little bit too much? Or was that not, what was that information not given? We didn't. We didn't, we didn't want to delve that deep. Got we, it. We were got trying it. to okay, save, good. save some face on your end. But, okay, good. You know, this this beer is is it's incredible, and there are a lot of people right now that are that are kind of you know jumping on a little bit late to this trend and and black like me. Well, yeah. I, I mean, from the production standpoint, oh, gotcha, right? like gotcha. everyone's got to have the New England IPA now, um, but. They, these guys were doing it uh, last year, you know, I mean, at least on the off-sale market and probably been doing it at the at the tap room even longer, right? So, in the garage. In the garage, right. So <laughs> it's cool to see that, you know, they had some some foresight into what has become probably the biggest trend in craft beer now that I've seen mm-hmm. uh, in, in, in the time that we've been in business uh, for, you know, five, six years, probably since the West Coast IPA. But I think it's really cool to kind of reinvent and, and re, rediscover the, the flexibility of an IPA, right? Because there's so many different styles within that style. Mm-hmm. And this this uh, New England IPA has really caught a lot of people off guard, I think. And uh, in a good way, though, right? Because 
even like yourself, right? Like you like hoppy, but you don't always necessarily like bitter. Correct. And, and so this this beer can scratch that itch for a lot of people and, that may be turned off. And by that's bitter. why I like that beer because not only does it appeal to me, that's a kind of a not necessarily a hop head. I like hoppy beer, but I don't want it bitter. But it also appears, you know, appeals. Excuse me. To the bitter fans, that right. they want to try something like that too. So that's why it's such a smart creation. You're absolutely right. Because it appeals, it casts such a wide net. So I'm wondering, uh, given that you know it, it the, the, that style, the New England style, you know, people like me were late to the game, and then there's just more people that are going to eventually catch on and realize what a great style of beer that that is. I don't think the burn rate on that's going to be high. I think it's going to have some long term sustainability. With I it. agree. I think this is going to carry for for quite some time. So it's cool to see that uh, that uh, you know Blackstack's doing it right and. Um, they're, they're not only doing this version, but they've got some other versions of these New England style IPAs, variants of local 755. That's all at the tap room. So right now you can, you can just find local 755 at the Minneapolis stores. And we're going to be having those tastings where people can come out and try for free. And what are we doing that, by the way? Friday night in Minneapolis, 5 to 7, and cool. Saturday, 3 to 5 in White Bear. Uh, all right, so we obviously will be sampling the local 755. What else uh, can, we be, can, you, can we see and can be featured with Blackstack Brewing? Well, we've been doing this kind of off, um, taking 755 and and trying to put a little more alcohol content, but with different hops, you know, just a little more interesting variety. Uh, We just had a a run of beers called Loud Pack that's out there. Um, We still have a couple more on the chalkboard that are coming out. We're just waiting for tank space. And uh, those are going to be coming out in the near future, probably in the next, you know, six, eight weeks or something like that. There'll be might be something different out there. Um, but we have, you know, some other approachable beers at the taproom as well. We have a, a really great white beer and a black lager and um, we do some coffee beers with our cream ale and our black lager as well. So, uh, I mean, it's you can find different beers pretty much every night of the week coming in there um, that we're working on through our pilot line and research and development and stuff like that and just try all kinds of different fun stuff that we're doing and, and give your opinion. That black lager, by the way, is dynamite. That's incredibly delicious. That was the first thing that I that I had from you guys. But uh, we were talking about Loud Pack. I just happened to be at, uh, at Ale Jail uh, earlier this week. And there were uh, a couple guys that were going crazy for it and opened a can. I was just wondering, could you speak to what the like the version that's in stores, if you can find it? I mean, it's it's been selling out of a lot of different mm-hmm. places. But if you can find it, can you speak to what loud what loud this this loud pack is? Um, yeah, absolutely. Um, we we're very happy. Like we spent a lot of time in terms of nailing down what our our base for jumping off with IPAs are. So we, you know, we we went through thirty some recipes in the garage mm. of different grain bills, different hopping schedules, where we want those hops to fall in that schedule. There's just, you know, there's a million different variables that we were playing with. Um, so we very much found like we love the base malt we're using, we're loving the adjuncts we're using. Um, so for our first foyer or. No, that's not right. <laughs> our, our first dalliance into double IPAs, um, it was it's a fairly similar malt bill. Um, we jacked it up a little bit. So we're, it's around 8% instead of 6.6, um, but also it's a completely different hop schedule. Nice. Um, so it's Mosaic, Eldorado, um, Galaxy, and Mo- and Citra hops. Mm. Um, so Citra is the only one that's, that's in both of them. Um, 
And I feel like you're probably going to find that quite a bit nowadays in, in craft brand just because. And, you know, I, I would say that there is no adjunct. In the, it's a, these are all malt uh, beers that we're making. We're not using adjuncts in any of these hazy beers. We're using all malt. Nice. Yeah, we're having a blast with it. Go so, ahead, Ryan. You can you can find these these beers at the, at the tap room, and I, I think we should mention the tap room because it is an incredible space. And and Chris, this is like this has got you know beer show day trip or you know after show trip all over it, right? Because yes. it's, it's right down the street from us, right? And for those that aren't familiar with where Blackstack is, you might be familiar with where Can Can Wonderland is. And you guys are in the same building, is that correct? Mm-hmm. As Can Can, seven fifty five North Prior. So, uh, how does that work for you guys? I mean, is there any synergy happening between you and Can Can, and, and you know, has, has that been uh, integral to your early success in terms of uh, the tap room, or how does that fit into your to your business? Um, it's been awesome for us. We we see a ton of people um, coming through. They they open obviously a lot earlier than we do. They but they're also open Thursday through Sunday. So it's um, less days of the week, but also there's a lot of people that are coming through and a lot of parents that are coming through maybe who are, aren't as interested in playing games or playing golf. You mean like a dad that might have spent an entire day at Disneyland <laughs> like I did last Monday and wanted to say, oh my God, I need a freaking beer? That kind oh, yeah. of dad? Oh yeah. Got it. We get a, we get a lot of those. They're like, all right, cool. I need they, a 15 minute break. Yep, a, lot, a lot of parents coming up to the brewery, sending one cell phone down with the kids and yeah. coming back up to chill. They're like, come find us when you guys are done with right. the Right. Like, we'll be up here. <laughs> and Can a cool spot too. And oh, they're they get great. Busy. They get very busy, and so when they have to wait, they some people come upstairs, and that doesn't hurt us at all. That's they awesome. are open they're every also, day. You know, they're our only on sale Can account, and they are by far one of our best accounts. <laughs> like they move through a lot, a lot of beer, and it's really cool just having maybe people that show up to our our building and don't have the time to stop in or are otherwise occupied with their children or maybe a business setting or something like that and they can still try it down there mm-hmm. and it's been really cool like we see a lot of people stopping up on the way back out being like i didn't know you guys were here i don't have time to stop now but i'll, but I'll come see you right. soon so if people are hearing mm-hmm. this, they want to reach out to you guys, find out about the tap room location, maybe where they can find your beer. I, I assume that all of that's available at the website. Absolutely. Website. Um, Instagram is a great way to get a hold of us. Facebook is fantastic. Um, we're not as good at Twitter, but we're... You're working on it? <laughs> we're working on it. <laughs> We've been sure. having some really crazy uh, trivia nights of all different genre trivia things happening lately. A um, lot of people coming out for different stuff. You know, the age spectrum, you know, wide enough to, like, bring in lots of people, just not on purpose, but that, um, you know, it's just kind of fun. Like, we all know about The Office and Parks and Rec and Harry Potter and Star Trek and, you yeah. know, all the, you a know, lot, just, a lot like, of theme different, just different, cool. different fun stuff like that. Music once in a while and food truck stuff. And, That's awesome. Uh, well, I, I make you. I will make you a promise that before the next time you guys are on the show, I will have visited <laughs> uh, the tap room. I, I promise you. But I have consumed plenty of your beer. So, but thanks, yeah. thanks for appreciate coming in, guys. Really, yeah. really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having us. Uh, this is this is awesome. Both locations this weekend, sir, will feature Black Stack Brewing. Right? Yeah. Come out. Try locals. Is it seven fifty five or seven five five? What do we call on it exactly? It's up to you. It's, uh, either way. Sure. <laughs> Just look for call seven five five. Look for the Black Stack beer that we have. Uh, you'll be able to again sample. That that for free. I do want to thank 
everyone that came out to our seller sale over the weekend. Oh on, my on God, Sunday. I saw it on Twitter. My um, God, that was that right. was out of control. It was our most successful yet. Uh, I know a lot of people went away really happy, and I I just want to make mention that we do have some really cool stuff left over too. So if you happen to uh, you know, be going by the store, swing in. There's some really cool stuff that can help stock your seller still. Uh, you can get more information about everything that we're doing at Elevated at ElevatedBWS.com and be sure to check out our social media channels as well. And you guys are all over the place. So if you guys are an absolute follow on Twitter and Facebook and everything else. Yeah, absolutely. And they do have a gr- incredible staff. And uh, shout out to our girl Jackie, who was here last week, that I was not able to hang out with. And uh, we're wishing her the best. Absolutely. Uh, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Weekly Beer Run. You can find out more information online, as Ryan said. Also at the Beer Show page online at 1500ESPN.com. This is Reavers. That's Ben Quam. This is the Beer Show. I can get you buzzed. You're tuned in to The Beer Show on 1500 ESPN. Final segment of the beer show here on 1500 ESPN, 1500ESPN.com. It's Reavers. Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Ace Harvard and Garden Stores. He'll be back with us again next week. Ben Quam is here from Bent Paddle Brewing Company. Yeah. Here's what I love about you. Manny, I, I know you've you've known Ben through through me, but you've known Ben for a while now. A couple years now. Yeah. Here's what I love about Ben Quam. Um, he works for a brewery. <laughs> Go on. And yet, he loves other people's beer yeah. almost as much as his own. Yeah, absolutely. It's 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 really cool, man. It, you have to. I think in honest, it, to be an honest worker in this field, you have to love the craft itself. And if you love Fair. the craft yep. itself, then you can't just like your own stuff. I love what we do, and I will put our company's ethos and employees against anyone in the world in any field. Like I really truly believe I work with the best people on the planet, and we make some of the best beer on the planet. But that doesn't mean, like, just because I like this one thing doesn't mean I can't, I have to dislike something else. When you listen to those guys talk, and, like, Murph and Bob are, like, the sweetest people ever. Like, that's who you want to root for anyway. So you just, like, it makes you happy to know that they're making good stuff. Well, I'm about to make your day. Go on. Not not the fanfare. I was <laughs> like... Oh, let's try a different one. We can't. We can't. I was looking for the GL fanfare. I thought it was called. Because we've got to do this. I mean, we've got to, if we're going to do this, we got to do this right. You know what I'm saying? There we go. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Direct email. This came in late Tuesday from our buddy Mark with JJ, Taylor Company. Absolutely. And he knows. He knows how near and dear that this is to my heart, and I know I have a feeling that this is why he sent this to me. Great news coming from Deschutes Brewery. Per your show, sometime back in December when you ripped us, JK, which I did, but you know, <laughs> fresh squeeze will be coming into the market in six packs and twelve pack, wow. six pack cans and twelve pack bottles in March. I responded with, "You just made my day." Wow. Well, because that. Okay, riddle me this, Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that beer, yeah. and I loved that beer. Because of you, uh-huh. you're the one that kind of turned me onto that beer at a, at a place that you and I used to kind of do some work together. Correct. At. And I thought, okay, I, but I don't want to just get six. Mm-hmm. I I want more. Mm-hmm. So 
Walk me through that. You're you're a guy that works for a brewery. Correct. There's obviously a method behind that madness. Are they trying to create the demand and hype it up so much that they just finally had to cave into public demand? Or how does that work? <clears throat> that beer, I know for a fact, uh, took off so fast that they couldn't keep up with production. Ah. They had. It was to the point where you couldn't get. A line of it. If you were, if you hadn't had it before, you couldn't get a line of it. Um, literally, unless you jumped through eight other hoops, because they had to be, they had to be super picky because everybody wanted it. Okay, it was wildfire. So that's that's step one. Is it's just hard trying to keep up when something gets a lot more popular than you think it's going to be. Um, and then when it kind of takes off, then you have to figure out the back end. So part of that was is also then trying to figure out where to fit that in in your production schedule. Because canning a new beer is not easy. Okay. But, They're like well, literally, I, I will straight up say the hardest working people, and I, I think I said this the last time I was on here, the hardest working people in my industry have nothing to do with sales. <laughs> like I do yeah, a lot of right. work, but I am not the hardest worker by any means. And watching what the guys <laughs> in the actual that are brewing the beer and then that are packaging the beer go through and the amount of like if one ball bearing is off, how much it screws up the entire line. Okay. Like those guys are the unsung heroes. So, when you introduce a hot as fire beer into that and say, well, we have to make it nationwide. We have to get this out to 50 States. It's a huge undertaking. Like it literally may have been that they had to buy a separate production facility or a separate canning line just to be able to pull that off. And then if you're not set up for making the, the 12 pack cardboards, you have to also then figure that out. And it's a different mechanism than it is. Like when the beers come off for us, like we can, we put the Tetra packs on, you know, and the six packs are good mm-hmm. to go. If we're going to do a 12 pack, it's loading it up by hand and putting together the cardboard by hand with a glue gun. But you're freaking to shoots. Right. But that's the thing. And so in order to do that, you need to find an entire automated procedure to make that happen. All right. That's a huge, that's a huge investment. And it could be, and again, as we talked about with the New England uh, IPAs, mm-hmm. it also, they had to make sure that it wasn't just a flash in the pan. I mean, how many national beers have you seen that got hotter than than fire and then vanished a year or two later because people move on to the next thing? Got it. You know, Deschutes doesn't want to overcommit to that and then go, oh, my God, where did all the people that were drinking this go? And then you have cans getting dusty and going out of code on shelves. Well... Because I buy about no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, that and I guess that that makes sense. And yep. they're and they're they've been in business as long as they have because mm-hmm. they're not stupid. Yep. So that's fair. It's calculated risk at best. So one thing I haven't even brought up, and we've only got a few minutes left of the show. But um, hey, how Hi. are you, Bed Paddle <laughs> Brewing? I want to hear some some of the latest from you guys at Bed oh, Paddle. We got so much coming up. We got so well, much going on. First of all, yep. how was Super Bowl week? Because I know you guys were heavily invested into this area. Super Bowl week was beer. it was insane. Okay. Uh, I, I can't even. I still get misty thinking about how great it would have been if if it had been a Vikings weekend as well. Oh my god! But it was it was pretty neat. We had people from I literally met people from around the country that were just enjoying the craft beer that we had here. Um, I don't think it was as insane as everybody predicted it would be, but it was still really fun to have all those people here. Can I can I share one anecdote that I had um, up to that week and then I thought came true after the week was over. Um, I stopped in, much to your chagrin, at our friends at Hopcat with mm-hmm. my family. I believe it was the Saturday before Super mm-hmm. Bowl week. Mm-hmm. And I was talking to our buddy Jordan mm-hmm. uh, that was there kind of getting the ins and outs. And they were so smart because they were the only place that was that close to the stadium that was open to the public. Because 
the biggest complaint that I kind of heard was, well, you can't go to any of these places unless you're going to spend $200 to get in. Mm-hmm. They were so smart, and I guarantee they killed it. It was, uh, they they had a line when I tried, I tried to go in and say hi to Jordan, and they had a line on, uh, it was the Saturday, I believe, of Super Bowl weekend. Sure. They had a line a block long. Oh, I, I mean, bet. It was, it was crazy. I bet. And it was, it was nice to see all those people coming in. I heard nothing but praise for our beer industry Good. and our restaurant industry. That was really great to hear. We had a lot of fun. We partnered up with Tattersall on the greatest outdoor event I've ever been a part of. It where was, where was that at? Uh, on the front patio of the Republic. Oh, cool. We forged iron pokers and we had them in the fire and we were poking beer uh, with the Doppelbach that you have for after the show. Nice. Um, when you put a red hot iron in it, it caramelizes all of the unfermented sugars inside of it no. and it creates literally like a marshmallow flavored foam no. on top of the beer and that's hot and then the beer is cold underneath it. And you could just, so we had like, we had people from Dallas, man. What? Y'all are just sticking hot irons in your beer? <laughs> we had these two guys. It was like the two biggest liquor purveyors in Missouri. And he's like, man, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm literally going to, I'm going to move to Minnesota. Like y'all are on some different stuff. I am coming That's enough of Missouri. Awesome. I am coming to Minnesota to live. That's cool. So it was, that was really fun. It was great to be a part of that. Uh, Props to everybody at the Republic and Pejman, the the beer buyer there, for all of his help in setting it up. Everybody at Tattersall, it was just a blast. And that's that's a really good spot for the Super mm-hmm. Bowl because you're close, but you're you've got enough space to breathe. And the entire hotel across the street was all guests invited by Bud Light. Oh God! So we had we we got to have some fun with some some uh, macro beer drinkers. <laughs> that's phenomenal. Uh, all right, let's talk more about beer. We've got uh, we've got three minutes left. Okay. I want to hear everything that's going on with Bent Paddle Brewing Company. We've got the Winter Beer Dabbler coming up this Saturday. No matter if it snows a foot or two feet or five feet or none. Oh my God! We are outdoors. Winter beer Dabbler time. Yeah, we are outdoors at the State Fair. Uh, we're gonna have double shot, double black. We're gonna have spruce tip harness. We're gonna have our Doppelbach. It's going to be insane. So come by, say what's up. We're going to have the whole crew down having a good time. Uh, end of March, early April, our new tap room will be opening. So we're going to throw a big old party for that. Uh, May 12th is our five year anniversary, festiversary up at the uh, the brewery. Please come up. Come on up to Duluth and see everything that's gorgeous about that incredible town. Mm-hmm. We're going to have all kinds of stuff uh, that you've never seen on draft. We'll have the new tap room going. We'll be doing tours. We got music. That's going to be insane. So this is far enough out. Hotels won't be jacked up yet. Get your hotel. Come on up and party with us for Festiversary. So and, and that's cool. Remind me, you, you mentioned it. When's the new brewery opening up? We're still waiting new tap for a new, yeah, tap, new tap room. We're still waiting for a final date. Uh, we have uh, a couple more like inspections, basically, that we have to go through. Are you guys going to do kind of the soft thing with yeah. like people that you know and whatnot and we'll then do, fire up yeah, after probably that? Probably the entire week before. We'll do kind of soft openings for the Duluth Press, beer people, uh, our people that have been with us since day one. People that host the beer show. People that host the beer show. Uh, And then we're trying to see, depending on how close it gets to Festiversary, we may do... like a little party for everybody down in Minneapolis, St. Paul, if they want to drive up, close it to the public. Oh, and that's that. cool. We don't know if we're going to do that or not. We're still kind of working on some ideas. Um, as it gets closer and closer to Festiversary, we may end up just lumping that all together and saying, hey, just come on up and have a good time. That's cool. And I'm, I mean, obviously you guys aren't going to, you guys are going to do it unless it's going to be right. Rad. 
<laughs> to use a, to use a, a word from eighth grade, exactly. But, but but that's what I like about you guys is is you you really have great focus and you also make great beer. That's the four owners on down. They started it. They have done such an incredible job at organizing how our company works. Like I don't ever have confusion of who I need to talk to about what we we've really locked in the side of of the company that make sure that the business keeps going. Mm -hmm. And then in addition to that, between Brian and then Charlie, our head brewer and the rest of the team, uh, it's such a talented group of people. Uh, like when you try the Doppelbach, yes. that's Spildy, one of my one of the kindest human beings you'll ever meet. That's his beer by himself. They let him do that for the Valve Jockey Series. That's cool. So five percent of sales goes to Positive Energy Outdoors. They're bringing kids from the city up north and teaching them to snowshoe and build a fire and kayak and canoe, showing them how beautiful it is to be outdoors. That's cool. So you're doing charity work while you're drinking a beer, and that's the way this country was founded. <laughs> damn it. Yes. Uh, so besides the Doppelbach, another beer that I should maybe try that I haven't from Ben Paddle. Coming out in less than two weeks, Portage, our Imperial IPA, 8.8%, oh, sweet 400 Jesus. pounds of hops. This is a beast, and it is gorgeous. Now, can I ask the question, is it going to cost me $75 for a bottle, or is it going to be It'll reasonable? be a little bit more expensive than our normal beers are. Sure. That'll be four packs of 16-ounce cans, And when, my man. When's it coming out? It's coming out uh, the first week in March. Okay, I'm going to definitely need to be able to try this beer. And I'm going to be able to get this locally. It'll, or be, it'll be everywhere, blue. baby. It'll be everywhere. That's awesome. Hey, thanks for coming into Pinch Hit, man. Hey, always appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to be here. Uh, cheers to everybody out there listening, and keep drinking everything that you love. Awesome. That's Ben Qualm from Bent Paddle Brewing Company. Mike Fred, will be back with us again next week. My thanks to Manny Hill, my guy over there on the other side. We will chat with you again next Thursday night. We've got basketball coming up here on the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities. We are 1500 ESPN. Until next Thursday night, cheers.